trash bag full of LJNs. I had to get mine from a guy in Canada. Don't let that son of a bitch pull a, pull a fast one on you. You don't know what a tag team shower is? That's an adult movie. You ever let the tag team shower at you? Ooh, yeah. I haven't heard that wow from my wife in a while. <laughs> I, however, dislike when they bring out a karaoke machine and start blaring music while I'm trying to sleep. I was saying things that didn't even make sense. It was just cuss words. Like, they had to fly out. Why am I sitting next to that guy? I never liked that son of a bitch. <laughs> the man they call Breaker. Have a good time. Pants are optional. Take them off. If you got them on, I don't care if you're mowing the lawn and listening. <laughs> In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents Rogue Day Tot, episode 51. I am Handsome Kevin, alongside... Uh, the man himself. It looks like he might be wearing a little jealousy because nobody's calling him handsome Al. Al, for you, buddy, beautiful Al. What do you think about that? I mean, that's fine, but uh, we're going to get onto the lawn. This handsome Kevin crap sidekick, you need to take it down a notch. <laughs> I don't know who's kicking whose side. Al, we have uh, we have a great episode planned today. We have a, we have a, a fun episode today because we have... Uh, we have a guest, man. It's been a while since we brought uh, anybody on, and and today's the day. We got uh, we got a man that goes by the name of Breaker. That's what he says. Call me Breaker. That's how people know me. They know me as Breaker, which is it's pretty badass. That's like that's like Sting, right? Sting's real name is Gordon, the the singer, not the wrestler. I'm talking about you know the real Sting. Sting's real name is Gordon, and he goes by Sting. I don't even know what Breaker's real name is, but he goes by Breaker. Like that's. That's a tough guy thing. That's tough guy talk. So we got Breaker. He is from the TB Toycast. He's also rocking out with that uh, that Saturday morning Rumble Wheel. Breaker, I'm gonna. I, I, did, the, did the intro do you justice or do oh, I yeah, need, keep going, keep going, going a little kidding. bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys having me here. Uh, it's always cool to uh, you know join up with fellow podcasters and talk a little wrestling things, man. I'm I'm excited to be be a part of it. Yeah, we're we're super excited to have you on, and and uh, obviously you, uh, mutual friend here with uh, with one Al Day. Now, tell me, how did you get how did you get mixed up with uh, with old beautiful Al? Well, I, I think me and Al were both big supporters of Jason Wolf's Chop Shop, and you know, J- if 100%. if anyone's not familiar with Jason Wolf, he produces just amazing custom Hasbro's, and he kind of set up a private Twitter account that we were both kind of following, and. We, you know, I, I would see his post. He would see mine. We kind of became friends, and um, you know, Jason would put out videos, kind of talking about both of us sometimes. And so, we kind of became friends that way. You know, like minded. Al was on uh, a podcast I did uh, a few months back. You know, it's fake, right? Which was kind of a to me that was kind of a, a fun idea for a show because that's to me the question you always get if you're a pro wrestling fan. You know, someone's like, hey, you, you know, it's fake, right? It's like. That's not the point. It's about entertainment. And, uh, and a lot of people unfortunately don't get that. So, but you know, I've morphed into doing a toy podcast. I do nostalgia based podcasts, anything that I think is fun at the time. So that's kind of how me and Al uh, got acquainted. Uh, and big time, big time collector. Yeah. From what, from what I, what I, what I understand now when we, when we do talk to collectors, I always like to wonder, do you remember like the first piece that you, that you had maybe as a kid that really set you off where you're like, I love this toy? And I, this is going to be my toy for life. Like, do you remember that first piece that you, you acquired? Well, actually, my my first 
my first time getting wrestling figures. So my grandmother actually, uh, she just passed away about a month ago, but she kind of got me really into wrestling figure collecting because she was a flea market or garage sale aholic. Like anytime there was okay. a garage sale, you know, she'd get up at six a.m. to beat other people to this junk, right? And <laughs> and I remember yep. being probably five years old and getting a a trash bag full of LJNs. And and so a lot of people, you know, I was born in eighty five, so LJNs were a little LJN. like out of my era a bit because they were kind of in the dying days. But you know. Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Greg Valentine, Junkyard Dog, all the heavy hitters, they were beat up. I remember very specifically the Greg Valentine, half his face was bitten off by a dog. Yeah, and, but and, and like those figures didn't hold up well to play, as we all know. But that was kind of like my first introduction to wrestling figures. I'm like, these are the greatest things ever. Then, you know, shortly after that, Hasbro start hitting. And I remember very specifically getting the Macho Man, you know, when I was about probably six or seven years old, like, oh, this, these are the coolest things ever. So... It started from there and it never really slowed up. I know any time I've ever met a collector, there's always like lull periods where maybe you don't collect, whether it's financially or, or whatever it might be. And so I've certainly had that, especially when I got into wrestling, but if, it's always something I followed. And what's funny is like initially, and I've talked to like my friends at Fully Posable and stuff about this. I was like, it's, it's interesting because as you become an adult, you almost feel like this is like a dirty secret. Like I can't tell people like I collect or that I'm into wrestlers or anything like that. But now it's like I'm 37. I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you kind of just can just let go of it. And the more people that I think realize that you're into collecting and they see stuff, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it's it's usually unanimously a positive thing. Right? Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that is like you cross a certain age where it's like, I don't know if it's like 32, 35, yeah. somewhere in there where you're just like, you know what? This is, this is who I am. This is what I love. And like a lot of the time you do run into people that when they do see your collection, they get like, they can appreciate the, uh, the time that you've put into it. They can appreciate what it is. I know people, people walk into my office and they, they, they just look around and go, wow, like this is, this is fun. You know what I mean? Like it, our it, wives it's kind of do a cool not thing. do that. <laughs> no, neither. Yeah. Our wives are not, our, my wife has never walked in and well, she said, wow, but that was just because I had a couple of stacks of boxes and stacks It was not a boxes. good wow. It was not a good <laughs> no. I haven't heard that wow from my wife in a while. (laughs) And and that's one of the things I know when we were together last, Breaker, uh, we talked about, you know, a lot of figures and the the Jason Wolf thing. Like, that's definitely what brought us in. Again, that's why I wanted Kevin to show off his customs. Mine are actually downstairs in the China cabinet. We don't have China. I have Jason Wolf figures in front of, like, all my wrestling books and everything like that. Uh, I'm running out of room, although... I will tell the people this, uh, mine is fairly extensive and it does not hold a, a candle to our guest <laughs> um, because every time the ideas came up, I believe Starman might've been your idea uh, that you hit him up on a, Hey, Jason, you ever thought about doing this one? And sure enough, Starman wasn't actually my idea. He, uh, he surprised me with that one. He goes, Hey, I'm working on something. I was like, Oh really? And he showed me that he basically took, you know, if people don't know, basically he's he takes parts of existing Hasbro's. That's what he calls it a chop shop, and he kind of mixes them all together. So he's like, "Hey, may use this guy's torso, this guy's legs, that guy's arms, and then kind of build his own stuff." And he kind of had shown me like three Starmans he he built. And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And he's like, "Do you want one?" I was like, "Absolutely, I want one." And then a good friend of mine, Steve Hoker, 
um, was having a birthday a few months back. He's a big fan of the pro wrestling game. And uh, so I was like, what if we, could we do the Amazon? Is that possible? He's like, yeah. cause I'm thinking like maybe a creature from the black lagoon head. Is there one that would work? That's like in scale. Maybe I didn't expect him to do the arms too. So that was like, that was pretty cool. When he came up with that, I was just like, wow. And it, it, the stuff he comes up with is incredible. And, and so to me, that's been the funnest part about that collection is hitting him with an idea like, hey, what about this? And him being like, yeah, I think I could pull that off. And uh, like, I actually, I'll just go and throw this out there. I hit him up the other day about the Hollywood Blondes. Haven't had a lot of figures. I think that Jack's classics. And we recently had a stunning Steve Elite, but no Pillman. And I'm like, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, I think I could do that. So that might be something I'd be, I'm going to be commissioning sometime soon. Yeah, the, the next Elite mission i've got the jacks one recently breaker but uh this uh samoan fella or the tongan fella i should say from the Hina. oh yeah haku for sure haku. yeah i've got my extra uh samoan the wild samoans mm-hmm. here that are conveniently bare there you go yeah <laughs> already like, hey i think i've got a warsman head if you could make this a custom for me that would be awesome he's like yeah i'll, I'll have some commissions open up just no yeah on. <laughs> oh yeah, he he. The stuff he comes up with, I know he's made a lot of stuff from uh, another friend, Nate from Ring Skirts. He just showed me a whole bunch of elites he had made. I'm just like, oh man, that's awesome. So yeah, Jason, he he can pull some stuff off. It's really cool to see. But now, you, I mean, extensive collection. Do you have a do you have a one that got away story? Do mm. you have that that one fig that you had the opportunity to grab and maybe are still kicking yourself for? Not oh, I think we it? all have that, right? Like where whether it's like financially or you're maybe like you because we've all also like i always talk about like sometimes you have that decision at a store right where it's like i want this and i want this but i can really only buy one so like what do i do yeah, i definitely had that i know uh the one that haunted me for years i was collecting hasbros and i was at a kb toys i had enough money to buy two figures and they had three that i wanted they had brett undertaker and razor ramon and a huge fan of razor so I had to buy him. So now it's a bread or taker. Which one do I get? And I was like, I can't not get the undertaker. I have to get it. So I left Brett behind and I'm like, maybe I'll see him again. And then like a month later, I saw another razor and I'm like, oh, if only, you know what I mean? That one always haunted me. I have Brett in the collection now, so it's all good. But yeah, that one haunted me for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you never, le- never leave Brett yeah. behind. Oh, you man. can leave never. him behind. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't let Kevin brainwash you. It's fine. They they can't get the face right anyway. The uh, I will share this and tie and segue into a little bit more of this interview. The one I left behind that I had in my hand breaker, and I know you're familiar with this fig. You're familiar with this fella a little bit. You know, just to touch uh, elite Harley race. Ooh, figure yeah, was in my hand, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and it was what fifteen eighty eight at the time. Yeah, and I was like, ah, this this will be here sure. again, and I put it back <laughs> on the peg, and then I never saw it again, and then I saw the prices of the aftermarket, and holy crap, man! But uh, that that ties into some of your past yeah. that I definitely wanted to get into getting to know you. You you actually knew the man, uh, yeah, well, Mr. Harley. Yeah, right? I trained with Harley back yeah. in. Um, 2007 is when I moved up there and uh, got trained at his school. Uh, was a head trainer of his school for a period. So it, it was funny. And this is kind of another thing you talk about ones they got away. He had uh, just boxes full of the King Harley race, classic superstars. And he would sign them at shows for 20 bucks. 
figure and signature. Now in in 07, 08, 09, that didn't seem like crazy. Now you're like, whoa, like that's insane. And I never bought one from him signed. Always because I thought, oh, I can get one next time. Next time I can get one next time. And just, you know, I just, and then eventually he was gone. Or I mean, he ran out of figures. And I remember being like, all right, got a way to get more of those figures. And I already knew Mattel had taken over and he didn't really understand that. And so we were trying to, we actually at one point, had a conference call with WWE trying to get him a Mattel figure. This was probably back in like 2014. And oddly enough, they more or less told us, and it wasn't Mattel directly. It was WWE marketing, but they essentially told us that era doesn't do well financially. So we don't, we focus more on like the nineties or the added or the late nineties, the attitude era. And and so we were like, oh, okay. Because we thought, to me, there was money with Harley. And a lot they haven't done yet. I would love to see Harley as a manager with like a Vader or a Luger. I think that would be fun. Harley and Flair from like Starcade, you know, that would be really fun. We've really only gotten the King as, as far as, you know, more recently, which I'm glad that they're re-releasing that because that was such a hard figure to find. But yeah, I, um, I, I was around Harley a lot. I rode on his boat, I went to, you know, went to his house. And yeah, he was one of the most influential men in my career for sure. No, he didn't ever adjust your neck like the uh, Stone Cold. Steve oh, Austin oh, he did. He definitely did. Ooh. Yeah, he did. De- and what's I, I, when I had heard that story, I was like, I know exactly what he's talking about because it's like, oh, my neck's kind of bothering me here. Let me uh, adjust it for you. And you're like, you hear a little bit. You're like, I kind of got it. Hang on. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he had unbelievable strength in his hands, like especially even when he was older. I couldn't imagine he was a little bit younger. What it was like. Do you have a do you have a good Harley? I mean, did he rib? What was his What was his? Tell me about what made what made him laugh and your experiences with, with him. <laughs> Harley was kind of a hard guy to get to know because he was very like he would a, he would answer questions and he would talk to you, but he he wasn't the type to just be like, "Here, come here, let's talk." He, he was very kind of reserved, kind of to himself, and it took a while for me to just even get the nerve to go sit down and have conversations with him because he was such an intimidating man. And, um, we had, I have a ton of funny Harley stories I've shared over the years. Um, I know one, I can tell you, I went to Japan in 2011. We were eating at the world famous Ribera steakhouse and there's pictures, just wall ceilings of everything over the years. So I see a picture of Harley with um i won't say who it was but it was a famous wrestler from the 70s and 80s and like they're in ribera wearing the jackets i'm like oh that's super cool so i snapped a picture of it and took it back to show him when i got back to the states and he's looking at it he was like who am i sitting next to and I, i tell him who it is and he goes well why am i sitting next to that guy i never liked that son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i don't know and then <laughs> harley was so old school in a lot of cases like i remember doing uh i was his i was his champion at the time and i was doing a, a independent show where i'm from in oklahoma and so i was like hey do you care if i um defend the wlw title at this show and he looks at me and he goes who are you working and i told him he goes don't let that son of a bitch full up pull a fast one on you <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't think he will. I think we're good. But, you know, he's still had that old school mindset of, you know, you got to got to protect the champion, make sure I don't get 
hurt or whatever. So yeah, he was, he was always a lot of fun, but honestly, he was also a guy that was always, um, he was always in our corner, always helped us any way he could. He didn't put us over like he, he, if, if WWE or Japan or somebody wanted to do something with us, he would encourage once they showed interest, but he didn't try to push to where they were like, okay, we, you know, we've, we've seen it. Cause I've seen that happen with, right. with other guys where they push, push here, sign this guy, sign this guy. And they're just kind of like, okay, we're, you know, we're over it. And cause then you end up with a bad taste in your mouth and you haven't even done anything. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that had to be, it's, it's so funny to me in, you know, in my head to think of somebody in, in that day and age, you know, worried about you. I mean, you're going to, you're going to show up, they're going to break your leg. And yeah. Like, you know yeah I mean? well, but I mean, in his era, you know, like he legit went to Japan just so Flair would come back with the title. Like that's, so that's the era he, he came from. So it does make sense in a lot of cases, but yeah, it's just a different time for sure. Like he was always very, um, like his his thought processes and in in not exposing the business, he was always very like not that he was like you know don't you dare tell people this isn't real, but he was always very protective of not letting people in unless like I remember like one time we had a a guy show up to do a tryout and he had a friend with him. He wouldn't let that guy watch the training. He told him no, you have to wait in the lobby of the of this building because he was like no you're not a part of this you can stay out there you don't need to see this and that's just how he was i kind of i kind of like that uh as a as a performer uh do you have a uh do you have a crowning achievement as a as a performer not not so much i i was very happy that i i got the success that i got even though it wasn't as far as i wanted to go um if, if anyone doesn't know, I, I did three tours of Japan and I was signed to NXT for about a year. And, and, and that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's not as good as what other people experience, but I, I've always been happy to say that I did do something with this, you know? And um, so that, I, I would say probably to me, it was Japan. That, that was something I didn't necessarily anticipate doing. Like I, I thought it would be cool to go, but I was more WWE focused until I started going there. And I was like, wow, this is actually what I would have like to have done full time is be one of those guys that, you know, like a Carl Anderson, you know, that was over there for years and years and years. That to me was more fun. And I wish I would have been able to do that, but unfortunately it just didn't happen. Yeah. Any, uh, anybody you get to work over in Japan that, uh, that was, uh, exciting for you did you get to did you get to, to work one of those guys where it's like hell yes i'm working you know this dude i worked i wrestled uh jushin thunder liger in an eight-man tag like i mean <laughs> like I, I i'll never forget i was i was working and i was about to go and it was about four days before i was to leave and uh there's this guy masahori who's a big japanese uh wrestling fan who loves all the americans he direct messaged me my match lineups and I'm just looking through. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, like, holy crap! Like, I'm working these guys, and I see like the second night it was me, the guy I was teaming with, um, and a couple other guys against uh, War Machine, who are the Viking Raiders now. Um, someone I who I forget, and then Jushin Thunder Liger, and I'm like, what? Like, I'm we're, we're I mean, and it was an eight minute eight man tag. I did one thing with him, but yeah. still, it's like I was in the ring with Jushin Thunder Liger. That's pretty freaking cool. Crazy to even think. It's crazy to even even think about, man. That's that's uh, hats hats off to you. Was it? Uh, you said you're you're originally from yes Oklahoma. So culture shock a little bit. Going oh yeah, that? oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. just totally different over there, right? Like because 
over there a lot more public transit than we would have here. Um, a lot more um, just walking or riding bikes, things like that. Just a totally different, it's totally different than America. In, in a lot of cases, it's like a lot more polite. Like if you're on an like an escalator over there, like the people literally go to one side so that like if someone wants to walk faster, they can. Like there's so much more. Um, courtesy i guess would be the right word over there than there is here you know but um it was definitely cool like it's one of those things i was there for about a month at a time and so after that much time you're like i'm kind of ready to get back home but at the same time that i as like you get home you're like man i kind of miss japan you know i miss you know getting to walk a little bit which is weird i know because we drive everywhere here but you know we we were there we would walk to go eat you know we would walk to go to the gym like it was just kind of how it was what was the uh, what was the fig market like over there? Did you get to get to scope any? Figs so actually, you um, a huge regret of mine. Uh, huge, probably one of the, talk about the one that got away. Now that you say that, this just jogged in my memory. Uh, there was a store pretty close to the Tokyo Dome that had a lot of those Sharapro, I think, like the Japanese figures, and I saw a carded Bruiser Brody, oh. and I didn't a I didn't really have the money. And I didn't really have a way to get it home without it getting crunched because my bag was so packed. And I was like, oh, man. And then, like, two years later, Matt Cardona bought one. And I was like, that had to be the same one he bought. Like, because it was the same figure. <laughs> and I was like, I guarantee you that's what he bought. But uh, that was one that was like, man, I really wish I would have. Um, I probably should have just been like, hey, okay, I need to ship this. How much is it going to cost? Like, you know, because I didn't really collect the Japanese figures. And, you know, at the time, you know, it's changed, excuse me, more recently with Brody having more figures. But at the time, classic superstar was really all he had. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, that's, that is wild. That's to think about those that, uh, I know I've heard you and, uh, Daniel Cross on the rumble wheel talk about the mankind episode. For instance, you didn't want to come off as a mark either working as a wrestler, but, uh, I will say this, uh, one of my former co-workers in the St. Louis area when he got back from Vietnam was invited by a friend that he grew up with to a wrestling show that featured Harley Race, you know, as, you know, is there right in St. Louis. So, you know, Harley's territory, everything like that. And I remember Danny told me, he said, yeah, we go through in the first few matches and stuff. He's like, this is, this is not for me. This is not it and the ref you know came over at intermission hey how's it going he's like, I, I think i'm gonna get out of here he's like wait till the last match and i forgot who harley was fighting but they shoot did not like each other. Mm. and um this guy had the cojones to start spracking off like right at the start of the match with harley and danny said harley proceeded to take him outside and he said it wasn't a smooth concrete wall that we were in in that <laughs> little arena there and proceeded to walk that guy's face across that wall, <laughs> holding him by the hand, you know, again, the strong oh, yeah. hands and after the match. Um, he, you know, Danny had already been told, you know, yeah, Harley and this guy, they don't like each other. Well, Harley wanted his belt handed to him and the ref just kind of took it back and threw it down. And Harley ended up punching the ref in the face, <laughs> you know, being the, the ever the heel. But the guy was like, yeah, I don't like Harley either. So, <laughs> you know, Harley's always been one of those guys, too, because he was always very 
kind of soft spoken, but very he like he he like dem- he demanded um respect like not in a way where he like you will respect me but like maybe he commanded it maybe that's a better word like because because of the presence he had but at the same time if he thought someone was disrespecting him um yeah like or he thought someone was being disrespectful i've seen him kind of have that yeah. look and i'm thinking like oof like cause i remember there was one instance i wasn't there i was i was i was actually um at a different show but i guess some of the guys were at a bar and this guy was being a little bit disrespectful and being disrespectful to some of the girl wrestlers and Harley looked over at him. That's this story is being told to me. And then we started walking that way. One of the guys was like, Hey, you got about five minutes before he gets over here. Cause that's how long it's going to take him to walk that short distance. But you may want to move, you know, because yeah. if he gets a hold of you, it's going to be a bad day. And, you know, again, Harley, even at like, you know, 67, you know, 68 around the time, when I knew him, still not a guy you want to tangle with at all. I heard, I heard he had those, uh, not quite to the level of Danny Hodge, but those vice grip hands that, you know, if he legit wanted to grab you even older mm-hmm. Harley, you better. Oh, yeah. Like we, we used to call him the monkey paws because his hands were so big. And like he, he'd grab you like right here on that, on that trap muscle. He'd drop you to your knees. Like, I mean, like legit. And, and so I don't know. Could he break a pair of pliers like Danny Hodge? I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked either. Man, well, I suppose we should uh, segue into talk about Harley kicking some uh, kicking some some disrespectful mugs, uh, you know, out, out of the club. There, kick some people off the lawn here now. No breaker. If if you if you're not familiar, if you haven't kicked anybody off your lawn before, it's it's pretty simple. Just exercise those demons, man. You got to get the rage out, right? You got to you got to release you, the the hounds of, of rage out on onto on the world. Al, start off with you, my man. Who who do you got? Who are you kicking off your lawn? I have a brief list. Uh, Cassie wanted oh, me to uh, go ahead and add uh, hers off. You know, right off the bat, uh, so yeah. Kevin can get off the lawn for defending the smart car guy last week. In the parking lot, oh, uh, so you can get off the lawn, Kevin. Off the bat, uh, same goes for the handsome Kevin, the BS, you little sidekick. You can just, <laughs> but uh, also wanted to uh, say, what's wrong with you and Duke? I was listening to the Year of Duke and Rogue. Uh, you don't know what a tag team shower? That's in adult movies, Kevin. Let the tag team but- shower action. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with that. I wasn't familiar with the concept of which Duke presented it, man. Right, right. But yeah. uh, no, there was a. Uh, so the wife and I were at Sam's Club uh, doing some shopping, getting the bulk supplies at value prices. And there was a lady, I swear, everywhere we turned, we saw this lady. And I won't say anything about ethnicity or anything like that, uh, but. She fit a lot of stereotypes in the parking lot. Uh, I will say that. And we're going up, you know, the aisle and across from a parking spot that we were about to pull in. Cassie was driving. Cassie's a very patient driver and everything. But this lady is like stopped in the, like a no parking zone in that parking lot on the other side of that parking spot. And is like looking at us like we're the problem. And Cassie just stopped for a second. Well, the lady just pulls on through as Cassie's nose is in the parking spot. <laughs> pulls on through. I saw the side of her car. It was all dented in and everything like that. So apparently, course, she's an yeah. excellent driver. But uh, not only that, 
<laughs> as we're walking around, because we were getting stuff. It was OG's second birthday. Uh, this was the day before. We're walking around Sam's, and everywhere we go, we see this lady. Like She's cutting someone off. She's standing in the way and like looking at people like, you're the idiot. Like You're the problem here. Um, just People will be walking. Just push your buggy out in the middle of the aisle, and people are having to stop their buggy. Like, uh, <laughs> what's the deal, lady? Right. The whole way, pulled her cart as we were leaving. She was leaving about the same time. Pushed her cart out in front of a moving car. Just you know, <laughs> she has the right of way. Every the world revolves around her. So that lady, of course, it does. Yeah, can definitely get off the line. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, that's so something that we've we we've, we've run into. So you know, just the uh, the inconsiderate nature of, of of those type of people. Like I just I I can never quite wrap my head around it. We don't run into it quite as much. Uh, up here, obviously, as, as you do down where you're at, but it's just, it's just, it always boggles my mind, just the inconsiderate nature. Uh, well, we, I, we have a thing called Southern Hospitality, but we have so many transplants now, mm. especially in Huntsville. That I don't know if that's it, Al. I don't know if that's it. I think that Southern Hospitality thing might be an old bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's one more for Kevin right there. Just get hey, man. <laughs> We got people talk about Minnesota nice, man. People talk about Minnesota nice all the time. And I will say the Midwest is very, I mean, people here are generally pretty nice. But at the same time, you also get that Minnesota passive aggressive. So there's, you know, there's, it goes, it goes hand in hand. So I'm thinking Southern, you know, the Southern hospitality might be a, might be a little bit of a bait and switch. Uh, I'm with you on this, on this inconsiderate people here, Al. My wife and I, we went out to dinner at a Mexican restaurant that we love. We we love the place. It is uh, it's you know it's authentic. It's yeah, I mean they are their their slang and just fantastic Mexican food. One of the reasons that I think we love going there is that it reminds us of being in Mexico, and Mexico's our you know our favorite spot to vacation. So uh, we we frequent this place pretty regularly, and uh, we were there and sitting at the table next to next to us, kind of behind my wife. Uh, was it looked like uh, maybe old grand grandparents and a and a grandson maybe in his twenties, so older 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 group, and the the lady starts complaining about not being able to cut whatever it is that she was trying to cut, and she is like shaking her plate, shaking her table, and it, it seemed like quite the it was quite the performance from what from what I've seen before, and then she starts complaining, which is you know it's fine complain, but she. She asked for a different knife, and there's a uh, there's a little bit of a language barrier. And the one the one gal comes up, and everybody there is so kind. They're so sweet. This this establishment, and she asked for a different knife. And I don't think that the the message was being uh, interpreted the way that uh, she wanted it to be. So she asked again, and then the the what I'm guessing is the grandson might have been son. I'm not sure said she wants a different knife and that I don't think the girl was getting it. I don't know how she was, you know, how it was being translated to her. And then the, the lady, and she was nice. She was smiling about it. She didn't know exactly what they were looking for. And then another server came walking over minutes later. And this lady is still going on about the knife. And now, and now old granddad decides that he's going to get involved. And he says a different knife. And the lady just smiles, and she was like, "No, no." And he's like, "You you don't have a different get a different knife. You don't have a different knife." 
And the the lady again, still smiling. She just says, uh, uh, "No, uh, like, because clearly she wasn't getting them. Like, she wasn't getting what they were going for." And he he just yells at her, "You don't have a different knife." And the the lady just smiles still, like she was she was as sweet as can be. And she says, "No." And then the guy has the nuts to go, "Why not?" Like super aggressively. And I was like, "Oh, this guy is just something else." So uh, she just kind of looks at him, and and she go she walks away. She comes back. The same exact style knife, right? Because so, so she came. Yeah, that's their knives. So she comes. The the server comes back with the knife, and she even wrapped it in a napkin and everything, and set it down, and like made sure it was okay for them and stuff. I was like, man, the people that act like that do not deserve to get a better knife. I mean, almost gift wrapped and handed to them with a smile. They, those people off the lawn, and and as we were leaving, because I wasn't. I was I was pretty fed up with those people, but as we were leaving, as soon as we got out, my wife couldn't hear everything that was going on because you know her she was facing me and they were behind her. So she starts asking me about you know what that was all about with the knife and all all that kind of BS. I get in my car and I put it in reverse to leave, and there's a car that just pulls up in front of me, behind or behind me, <laughs> blocking me in. And I'm you know me now, patient guy, right? Mm-hmm. Patient guy, and I'm sitting there just kind of waiting, and waiting. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm looking for, is there traffic cutting? There's no traffic cutting them off. They're free and clear. They can move, but they're just sitting there. I'm like, all right, this is, uh, I'm going to move a little bit in reverse, maybe see if I can nudge them along, along a little bit. Nothing, not moving. And then finally, I just, Al, I, I let out a string of cusses, cusses that I don't normally I don't normally let out. And, and even my wife was like, whoa, that was I, that was a little aggressive from you. I was, I'm sorry. That just it put me over the top. I said, this, this entire town is off the lawn. Everybody's gone. Everybody here, everybody except for those kind workers inside that restaurant. You guys can hang out. I'd love to have you over. But everybody else, off the lawn, man. I was tired of it. I was, and I was, man. I, I, you know me, man. I'm super patient. But I, those cusses started flying and flowing, and I was saying things that didn't even make sense. It was just cuss words, like they're just flying out. So. Sometimes you get to that point, that that boiling over, breaking point. That yeah, I mean it. It happens, like you know, in Huntsville, turn signals. Am mm-hmm. I right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Man, speaking of breaking points, we got uh, a little breaker off the lawn breaking point. Breaker, my no. man. Oh, let it oh. out, man. Let it out. So many situations here. So here's one of legitimately like get off my lawn. It's not a metaphor. So I uh, I work a rotating swing shift at my job. So I do four days, um, very early mornings, and then I have four days off. Then I go back and I do four nights, four days off. So it's it's a it's a hard schedule to keep up with and you know a lot of sleep deprivation and stuff like that most of the time much like you were saying i'm very easy going it takes a lot to get me mad but i don't know how many times especially during the summer now we're getting to the end of school and i'm just like oh god here it goes again where my my front yard and my neighbor's front yard's like one long stretch so guess what the kids like to do they like to play football it honestly doesn't bother me i don't care play football in my front yard doesn't doesn't bother me I, however, dislike when they bring out a karaoke machine and start blaring music while I'm trying to sleep <laughs> because it's it's one of those things when you're in it, when you're in a sleep, especially when you're exhausted, you, you're like, you're not awake, but you're hearing something, right? Like, yeah. why am I hearing this? And I'll, like, I wake up and I'm like, what's going on? Why is there music blaring? And I open my front door and they have it literally 
in my lawn and i'm like can we can we not <laughs> like i don't care if you play football but like holy hell could you turn the music off for a second i i don't know it's it's one of those things i think as you get older you're just like this is this really happening so um i also i waited tables when i was training to be a wrestler so i i totally get the uh the jerk customers and stuff like that. That's never something I've, I've enjoyed. I always feel like this is me personally. You should be nice to your wait staff simply because they, when people are a jerk to them, I think it's because they know they can get away with it. Right. Because they know the, these people are working for a tip and, and like you said, with a language barrier or whatever, it's like, come on people like, you don't have to be, don't have to be rude about stuff. So that, that's something that's always irked me. Uh, and then, and then, kind of bringing it back, figure related. How about figure swappers? Like that's a thing. We don't. I'm not seeing it as much now, but there was a period there where I was seeing it all the time. And you know, it's one of those things. Like you know, I was talking to a friend of mine here, who's you know, he lives locally, and uh, you know, he'll look for you know, he'll like, he'll, he'll hit up a Target. Like, hey, I didn't see anything here. I'm like, oh, that's cool, thanks. And I'll hit up this Target, and we'll kind of do little reports back and forth of what we're finding. And he'll tell me every now and then, like how he'll see uh, different fig swappers and things like that and and just so many different things like i was i was collecting uh marvel legends there for a while and i remember being at a target i had a figure in my hand and this figure completed a build a figure that i was really wanting and i'm like oh that's gonna be so cool i literally handed it to the cashier and i realized the build a figure part was missing and i'm like oh no so I, i put it back but that's always been something that irked me. But then I, I also, and I've talked to my friends about this too. I was like, I, I get like if you're a Walmart or a Target taking it back because you don't want an issue with the customer. But that also doesn't mean you need to put it back for sale for some other poor schmuck to accidentally buy it and stuff. So it's just something I've I've never enjoyed. I think that's kind of a crappy thing. And I think it's ultimately hurting the industry. So if you're someone who complains about figure prices going up, Maybe don't do stuff like that because I think that's what the contributing factor is, is why prices rise so much. Oh, it's certainly one of them, I think. And and I used to I used to be uh, upper management in big box mm-hmm. retail. And and you know, back then it wasn't as as glaringly obvious. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't see it. I mean, I'm talking boy, probably ten years ago now. So before like the great fig boom that that we're living in uh so it wasn't it wasn't as as common or anything like that but i mean those people working those uh those returns they don't know anything no. about figs like they don't they don't know what to look for they don't so i know episodes ago i told al i said i think the way you get around it is you just give them a book give them a book of all the figs this is what's supposed to be there if it's not matching this it doesn't get let back yeah. in the store like that it's it's pretty simple yeah. uh, i think that would really help you know, kind of, kind of help the 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 situation as far as fig swapping goes. Well, so it'd be a simple solution well, that that would help if uh, there there's a window, yeah. Kevin. There, yeah. The- well, a funny story about that. My sister was buying something. I think it was around Christmas time. She was buying something for my nephew for Christmas, and she sends me a picture. She goes, "Hey, is this rare?" And it was a goon elite figure with a basic Nakamura inside. So she's thinking this is a factory mistake. Because clearly, I, she's like, I don't know who the goon is, but this is a Japanese guy. So I'm like, no, that's not a mistake. That is a fig swap is what that is. <laughs> Valueless is how much that's worth. Every now and again, though, you come across those fig swaps that you're like, you know what? That's not bad <laughs> yeah. work. Like, yeah. that's, 
they didn't do too right. bad here. I, it might be worth it, you know, the twenty two ninety nine to grab this one. <laughs> I think it's Brian Parrish has a uh, it's a Cesaro on a Macho Man body that he's like, you know, this isn't a bad look for Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, fantastic, man! Did horrible people, fig swappers, all of them, kids blasting whatever. I don't know what kids listen to. Now is it? Uh, what, what, that's a good question. What the I, hell? I, I, I'm not to? a music guy. Like if if I'm gonna jam a, a song, it's gonna be from the '80s probably. So I don't recognize yeah. anything currently, and I'm just like, you know, it was probably like a Katy Perry or something. I'm just like, that doesn't sound good to me when I'm wanting to jam to music. So especially when I'm in a dead sleep, yeah. like annoying. Let's say uh, jamming out to some Katy Perry playing football doesn't. Sound I know like, it's like, like and, and, and that's another here. thing I'm I'm so mad about. I'm like. What what are we doing, boys? Let's let's throw some Metallica on there. Yeah. Come on, right? Yeah. Nobody's running through running through walls listening to Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's a little that's a little uh, exercising of the demons. That's getting the getting the rage out, which will bring us to the mission. Al, you are the captain of uh, of the mission ship, my man. Where uh, you tell everybody where we've been, where we're going, what we're doing. So last episode, we did not have the mission. Uh, we uh, got everything off of all of your lawns as the 50th episode special. But the episode 49, we hit up the triple threat three pack, which kind of concluded the multi packs there of the fall of 97. And so I went ahead and did a quick uh, just tabulation because we were giving each of those packs a grade. So if we want to look at the four packs of... 97 or that one three pack actually uh, the overall grade was an 80.7 which would have been a b minus in our scale yeah. given so yeah. still not going to surpass the hasbro series eight that's still our no no our top guy as far as the grade goes of the the fig lines but uh today while we have our guest on we're going to go to a fun one I guess uh, I think Kevin thinks this line is useless, but we've, we've had <laughs> deep discussions on it in the past. We're going to cover the Jack's BCA Signature Series One, which also came out there in that '97 '98 kind of turn time frame. These were some figures that uh, I know I saw in store. I had a couple of them. I believe I had Hall uh, from this line, uh, but we'll get into those uh, figures right now. Uh, <clears throat> For everyone listening, we uh, we use the wrestling figure database as a lot of references for the on-card photos. Uh, just to take a look at these figs, uh, give you our, our takes on it. And uh, Breaker, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the grading system, but I'll explain it here as well as to everyone else. We kind of give it a like you know the A A minus, you know, B plus B B minus, and then we'll assign a numerical value. So your standard A B whatever would be like 95, 85. 75 C minus would be like 72 B minus 82. And then the pluses would be like with an eight. So B plus 88, a plus really needs to blow our doors off. Yeah. You know, a needs to blow our doors off, but a plus is one that we've, we've handed to a few figs. I think in this Jack's line, the headbangers come to mind. Uh, that was figs that we, we really loved what they did, but, uh, We'll get started as well as we grade these against Jax because we know Jax does not always hold up so well against the tail figures. 
Uh, speaking of which, you know, the Headbangers just signed uh, some kind of deal with WWE, so that's kind of exciting to me. That. I, I think uh, Mattel needs more of that, personally. I think with all these third-party companies coming up, I think they're starting to realize, because um, apparently they're under what they're calling a nostalgia deal, so I don't know what that means yes. other than just merchandising, but I think it's smart. And honestly, headbanger elites, retros, superstars, all those would be really, really fun. Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, we'll just jump in both feet. Uh, we'll start with the, the first member of the LOD here, and that is Animal, our, our good brother Manny's favorite of the, the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. We got a few pictures of him um, to. Well, a couple pictures, I should say. But on card, he comes with the removable red shoulder pads. He's got his uh, signature animal face paint, uh, animal, the mohawk, the uh, kind of Fu Manchu with the soul patch in place. And then they've got the signature on most of these on the right hip of the figure. This one is in gold. It says Legion of Doom animal on the right hip. But as far as marking and everything, uh, it's got the LOD design on the side of these. He's got the black tights, the red knee pads, red boots, uh, with the black accents in the back. But body type is all right for a Jax to me. Uh, animals not shredded. Uh, I would like to see more of a bulldog type chest where it'd be a little beefier because Animal and Hawk were... Uh, known to throw around some iron mm-hmm. back in the day yeah. and lift a house. <laughs> but uh, both open hands on this big. And I'll, I'll turn it over to you fellas. I'll kind of give the, the synopsis of this. I'm, I'm going to study it some more. Yeah, so I think that the, the body type is right. The signature series is, is to me, it's BS. I, there's There's nothing like, it's not an actual signature. There's nothing special about it. It's just it's 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 kind of crap to just be like, hey, but these are signature series. Like it's it's it, had it a does. Gold it's a way to get it back it on gold the gold shelves. Gold. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah I 100% agree. Uh, the face is a little bit morphed, which is kind of funny because we talk about how like face painted figs. It's really hard to screw up, and this one it seems like the face is is a little bit is definitely a little bit off, even with that face paint. Uh, on the card, they have him with that blue, and the fig has the white on the face paint. The blue would have been a nice touch, but the uh, the white probably makes that spider pop a little bit a little bit more than it would otherwise. Uh, the shoulder pads is a great touch. The hair is off. Mm-hmm. The the hair is is definitely far too far too light for for animal for my liking. Uh, I mean, the detail is nice though. Like I love the detail, and quite honestly, that the signature to me takes takes away from this fig you know what i mean like if, if you're a kid and you're going to get a fig to play with and this is the fig that you like why the signature doesn't do anything for you like that's not they don't walk down with signatures on their tights so uh outside of that though like I don't, the face is a little i don't know the face is a little off for me but that's that's kind of what 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 i'm seeing i don't uh I don't know where I'm landing grade wise quite yet. There, Breaker. What do you What do you see? So, kind of like what you were saying with the face. Um, if I had so I had a hawk and animal from this line, and I remember for Christmas asking for the Legion of Doom, wanting the two pack, but I was happy just to get them. So, kind of like you said, the signature series didn't do a lot for me, but it was a way to get figures back on the pegs if you missed it. Um, 
I remember though, Animal had like a tail, like his mohawk kind of turned into almost like a, like a tail, and it didn't have that, so that's kind of a miss. Um, the body's okay. I mean, it's not ideal. I think I agree. He could probably use the beefier torso. But this is also, I think, the first time they've ever had removable shoulder pads, which I thought was huge for for the time. So, again, we're basing this off of what they were at the time. To me, these were great when I was a kid. It's the first Road Warriors that had removable pads, um, or Legion of Doom, I guess. Um, so I thought it was really, really cool. But there are some misses there. But, again, it's Jax, right? I think at the time, Jax, this was kind of like the first wrestling toy company that I remember that was just like, we're just going to pump out as much as possible. We are going to literally throw as many different versions of these figures out there as we possibly can. There should be no excuse that you can't get a stone cold because we're going to put them in every single wave. Um, <laughs> but overall, I, I do like it. I think it was fun. I do know um, the BCAs I played with a ton as a kid. So uh, Animal and Hawk always did very well in my fig fed. So if we're going to give this one a grade, I would probably say like a B minus. That's where I would throw it at. Yeah, Al, do you know where you're going grade-wise? So I, I looked up the uh, just for the reference because I know a Breaker mentioned the two-pack. We've graded the tag teams, and we were very high on Hawk and Animal. And there are some subtle differences as yeah. far as the the paint is closer on the hair and mustache on the original. Mm. Like it's yeah. not quite all the way there. I would like it a little darker, uh, but... Uh, I was just looking up the grade for references, what we did for them. And I am, you know, a little lower because this face, even on card, looks distorted. Like, yeah. Someone's up. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if they tried to modify the expression or if they got a bad batch and just said, ah, screw it. We're going to put it on a run with it. Yeah. We're going to put it on these uh, signature series figures. Nobody will care. They want the, the Legion of Doom. It's fine. Um, but we were at an A with animal on the original on the original like a flat a and i am definitely i'm closer to breaker i'm probably in that b range uh myself just that the signature again does nothing right Um, it's and it was so much that's the other thing that they put legion of doom Mm -hmm. not just animal so it was a big blob of gold writing on black tats yeah, and I think that the like the the shoulder pads is, is such a it's such a cool touch, and they they like I remember I, at one point I had these, and I remember just like how cool I thought it was that the that the shoulder pads were were there. I didn't have the signature. I think I might have had the I might have had the two pack. I don't I don't recall, but uh, they were they were in the 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 collection at one point. Uh, I am I think I am good with going down a grade without that signature on it but with the signature on it i think i think it goes down a little bit more down to that that b minus area well that's a question now do you i mean are we going to grade these against signature series or are we grading these against jacks as we've been doing i mean we're it's i, I say we do it against jacks because yeah, they're, then i'm, they're then the I'm closer to a b minus that yeah. that works for me i'm very happy with that it's a it, it's an unfortunate this is part of our mission. We're going to cover the ones that we don't care for as much. Uh, Taylor cannot wait for maximum sweat. He is multiple times. We got we got a ways to get to maximum sweat. 
but but Taylor said he is game like game on, and he's going to sell you on why they are the greatest fig line ever. Uh, he's going to try. <laughs> I n- I never owned a Maximum Sweat figure. Never won. I've never won one for Taylor the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to send that to him with a God. Who is that? Nicole Bass. <laughs> It's Billy Gunn. So that's supposed to be sure. That's, that's the one that he said. Cause I asked him, I was like, Hey, would you, if you had to own one like gun to your head, what is the maximum sweat figure? He's like, man, I really like that Billy Gunn, and it looks nothing mm. like it, but I just, I said, that's the most Taylor answer I could ask for. Absolutely. I appreciate it, but we will, uh, slap a B minus on animal and we will move on to the next fella. This is Duke's guy. Uh, we're going to gold dust next. Now this one, uh, it comes with the the wig, the signature blonde wig, the you know the long hair. The signature is in black on this one. They did a new paint scheme, both with the suit and the face on this fig, and I am not as fond of it. I'm just going to be flat out honest. I, oh no, I, I I'm not as big on this one. I enjoyed the uh, the original letter, uh, with the original better, I should say. Also, the loose pictures I was able to glean for this fella. Uh, Gold Dust is freaking Quadzilla over here. <laughs> he's, but he's got the, I'll, I'll go down the figure. He's got the bleach blonde hair, the gold paint with a silver kind of running on the face. Like it's a, you know, kind of a, a random abstract pattern, so to speak. Uh, but he's got the gold bodysuit that has black and silver on the chest painted on the back. It almost comes off as like wings, so to speak, but just, mm-hmm. you know, again, random jagged patterns, uh, got the gold gloves with the black accents, the gold boots. I mean, everything on this figure is pretty much gold except for accents and little details, uh, the boots with the black and silver accents, and then the black signature on it. From the waist up, the body top, I mean, he's jacked for Dustin Rhodes, but I'll give Dustin a pass on that one, you know, for right now. Both hands are open. So I do, I do appreciate that they throw in the blonde wig with these gold dust, the early jacks figures. I got to tell you, Al, on this one, I think it is so much better than the first gold dust they put out. Like just the, just the, the contrast and the, the paint scheme alone. And I think that the the paint scheme on the face, I I love when he started incorporating a little bit more, um, I don't know, pizzazz, I guess, to his paint scheme. It it really started to take off for me. I really I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of of pretty much, I mean, everything that I see here, I I like. I the 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 suit is right. The gloves are right. The boots are right. Uh, the legs, the legs are. I mean, you pointed it out. It's a little bit troublesome how uh, how ripped his legs are. But... Hitting the squats, you know, <laughs> leg press action. Well, he's been having to carry that hammer around all day. Uh, and then he got uh, uh, obviously don't care for the signature. That's just going to be a running running uh, running trend here with this the signature series. But the, the suit is fantastic. I love the. I just love the paint scheme on the face. I have this fig. Uh, it coming with the wig, I always thought was a nice touch, but I never knew why it didn't also come with that robe. 
Like you're gonna give me the wig, but not the robe. I I thought that was kind of funky. Uh, but I I I love this fig, man. The other thing too about this fig is the right arm is crooked just enough where you could do the curtain call almost perfect with this fig. Like that, it was it was a great it was a great little touch to have that arm crooked just enough. So you could execute a perfect curtain call with your with your with your gold dust fig. I, I'm a big fan of this one, Breaker. What do you got? No, I, I agree. I think the BCAs there was a lot of elements to them where they 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 kind of put their body parts there where they could do moves, which you know coming off the Hasbro's we really didn't have that. So I thought that was a nice touch. Um, I did. I also actually kind of like the paint scheme on this one um, because at least it's different. You know, I think with the the Legion of Doom, like we talked about Animal before. To me, it looked just like a, like a classic repaint of what they'd already done. This was a little bit different. Then they may have released this once before. I'm not sure, but, um, I had the original, like, series one gold dust. Um, so I never had this one, but I, I agree having at least it's a different costume. So it's a little bit different. And the wig was a, f- a, a fun accessory. Um, agreed. He should have had the robe because that to me was gold dust and walking about to the ring with just the wig on never really felt right. Like it was one of those things he needed that full presentation, uh, but it, it was a cool figure. And, um, you know, Goldust was huge in 96, 97. So he was definitely a, a prominent member of my fig fed. Um, you never dressed up as Goldust like somebody. Would no, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Duke, we're calling you out. <laughs> He was blue dust. Blue dust. Blue dust. Yeah. <laughs> as far as grades go, I'm thinking like just a B, not a B plus, but like a B. That's where I would throw this one at. That's a, that's a hard grading man, there, Breaker. That's a hard grading man. Uh, I want to. I want to ask Al. Like you said, you preferred the the original re- release, the first the one. Card. Like the. The face yeah. part. That's why yeah. I prefer it. Okay, I was gonna say because I just remember the the silver of of that fig and the gold. Like it just it there was no real break in the coloring. Yeah, they tried to right. capture that it was shining more and right. That didn't did work. not totally. Work. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna tell you I'm a lot higher uh, on on this fig. There's a lot more that I like about it. If you would have given me the robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably would have been. I probably would have been at least uh, arguing for for closer to an A plus. But as it as it sits, if you were to if you were to take the damn signature off of it, I might I might give giving it an A. Uh, as it as it sits, I, I love it, and it's it's an A minus in my book. Okay, well, I was you know I'm okay with. Uh... Quadzilla, because they they never really got all the body types right. The uh, uh, I'm looking back to the the old the scoring from series one because I believe that's the last time uh, we've got a special one for Duke's guest spot. Whenever we uh, we get him back on to to have another gold dust since he was blue dust. In the in his uh, trampoline backyard wrestling fed, um, and I am not finding it because I was on vacation at that time. <laughs> that. Uh, oh, that was that club, Club La Vila. Yeah, yeah. Mo- I was going to say moment of silence. <laughs> I was going to say. 
it's, it's okay. A lot of a lot of grades have been altered at Club La Vila. So. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, at the start of the night it was this, but <laughs> but there it is. Uh, so we gave uh, Goldust an A minus on the okay. original. On we were, the original, we yeah, did. we were very high. Uh, okay. So you're going A minus even with the signature. Well, I was falling yeah. at B plus with that signature. So if it's B minus B plus A minus, mash those together. We're about a B plus overall. Okay. So that's got it. That's perfectly all right. Works for me. And we will go to number two, the uh, the one that will come up in trophies. Although I've had it for I don't know twenty. How many years? 26 years, probably 25, 26 years. But uh, <laughs> go to Hawk, Legion of Doom next. Down at 10 will work. Now, Hawk has his signature face paint and the what they refer to as the reverse Mohawk, uh, which stresses Kevin out. That's why I wanted to say it again. <laughs> reverse. It's not, it's not a reverse Mohawk, man. A reverse Mohawk is somebody who's balding. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I mean, that's animal head. Al, Al, you are working on a reverse Mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. My wife won't let me shave it, but if this ever becomes an island, it's gone. Like, I've had a heck of a run. Um, you know, I've, I've said my piece. I'll keep the beard, but, you know, the hair can go. Uh, it's fine. I, I enjoy wearing hats, too, and the sun hates me with this complexion. So, I, you know, right. just wear a lot more hats outside. That's fine. <laughs> Cover on. That's a good military term. But Hawk, again, comes with the removable shoulder pads. Um, all in all, you know, fairly beefy fellow, like similar to Hawk. They didn't put abs on them, which I appreciate because they weren't just rocking abs. Uh, would like the chest a little bigger again, uh, possibly the arms slightly bigger because these were huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. absolutely huge human beings, but again, black tights, uh, got down the side, the LOD little pattern, the triangular pattern, red knee pads, red boots, black accents on the back. Um, it's the face he has his mustache again in the that signature you know the wing over the the spread wing over the right eye and then the little hook under the left eye and the red and black so yeah. i again when we were growing up if we were demolition my brother and i like i was axe he was smash if we were the legion of doom he was animal i was hawk so hawk always resonates with me when it comes to figs and i always enjoyed getting new hawk figs Face is not all the way there for me. Right. I think that was yeah, our complaint last time on the two pack. It's like it's not quite there. That's I was waiting I was waiting to see what you had to say about that face because I for some reason I don't know I can't place the actor. It's an old man actor. I can't but if you remove that that God, is it a Walter Matthau maybe? If you take the face paint off, you give him a full head of hair, darken it up a little bit. They put some glasses on there. Are we looking at Mr. Wilson from Dennis? <laughs> that's like that's that might be what I'm seeing. You're just wanting to see that, Kevin. I think you and your the, Walter Matthau love. The, <laughs> I do love Walter Matthau, <laughs> but that's the, the face is the face is off, and it looks it does look like it's just a it's an old man face with a funky haircut. Uh, 
it's almost it's bigger too. They like, need to thin those cheeks a little bit, like give him yeah. a little bit more. Like if you look at it on the card, you know, bring those down. Yeah, same thing as the like they did with the hawk. It was almost like they're just like, man, we're just gonna give them the big old jaw. Like it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned the face on the card. How how messed up does he look? <laughs> look look at those eyes on that man. It's either a late night the night before or an early morning that day because he does not look all there. That's for sure. that or he was made to take this picture and he is pissed. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could be as well. Uh, as far as the details go, the details are right. You know what I mean? The same as same as the the animal figure. The details are right. I, I like the face paint. the The face itself is is obviously off. the The hair is the hair is a shade lighter, but it doesn't seem as bad as it did on the on the animal fig to me at least. Removal of shoulder pads always going to be good. Signature is going to be bad. Uh, arms are perfect. You can do the doomsday device when you got them both going, so that's that's okay by me. Um. The arms, I don't know if I, I would jack those arms up any more than they, than they are, because he was always a little bit smaller than, than Animal with the arms go, so I, I don't know that I would I would tinker with that too much. Um, also, I thought the details are right. Hate the signature. Hate the, hate the face. I need you to but, watch um, more Legion of Doom is what I need you to do. Get your mind right about those arms, because they were both 600-pound bench press guys. Yeah, but in appearance, Al. Yeah. Appearance. Come on now. And trust me, I'm not going out of my way to watch a Legion of Doom matches. You know that. You watched so. enough bad wrestling recently <laughs> on Europe. Like, you can do this. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what that's, that's kind of what, what what I'm seeing in this fig breaker. What do you? Yeah, see? kind of the same. I feel I'm looking over the pictures. It looks to me, based upon what I'm seeing, and I, I could be wrong because I haven't seen these in person in a long time. But they use the exact same body for both guys. That's you know, I think, I think honestly, the torso fits Hawk more than it does Animal, who's a little bit thicker. So it's like, kind of give that a pass. The head definitely, as you mentioned, it definitely has that old man look. Like if you, you know, put like a old man hat and took the face paint away, you got like a a guy sitting at a park bench there. A little bit. Um, again, the the shoulder pads are great. It was really cool to be able to to you know actually remove those and stuff. And, you know, I was a huge LOD fan, especially at this point. So getting them in this line was awesome. So this will always hold sentimental value for sure. Um, and, you know, now we're seeing a lot of other companies kind of take a shot at their own version of the Road Warriors, which I think is cool. To me, I like this one a little bit better than Animal. So I'm, I think I gave Animal like a B plus. I think... Even though the, I, I, I agree with the face and some of that, I think I'm going to go A- minus on this one. All right. Al, what are you, uh, what are you grading? That signature just still because, uh, well, brief trophies a little bit. My brother brought a tote that he retrieved from our parents' house. Oh, yeah. Had a uh, wrap load. That's the good uh, numerical term meaning a bunch of figs in it (laughs) and this was actually one of the figs in it the signature is worn off which made it higher in my book Uh, right it's it's gone Uh, he was uh, wrestled with quite extensively again i was a big hawk guy um we gave it an a minus the first go around just because the face was a little off Mm. i think that was kind of our, our our factor with the signature again, not adding anything, I probably 
bump it down just one to a B plus, but not, you know, knocking the bottom out by any means. It's okay. Uh, just because the the signature, the Legion of Doom Hawk, it's so much on that leg. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily care for this 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 one quite as much. I'm not. Uh, it, when you look at, uh, I don't know. I, I actually almost think that I prefer the 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 animal, uh, and that for me is kind of more based on the detail of the face paint. And I know you can't really hold it against him that his face paint is accurate. Um, I just for whatever reason I'm just not feeling this as as much as. As much as animal, you know, and that's that the one of the pictures that you sent, it does kind of like a side side profile right. of 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 his face, and actually it looks a lot better uh, there in that side that kind of side profile right. picture. So it, I don't know, it's just not there's something about it that's not sitting right with me. Uh, it is still, I mean, the details are right. Uh, I think I think I probably land probably at a I'd probably give it a B, probably mm-hmm. a B. So we call it. B plus and that's right in the middle. Keep on trucking. The next one is another figure of future son in law here, although he was the uh he was the blue blood at this time. Yes. Haven't quite got to the, the DX moment, but it would be coming soon. But uh it's triple H in the signature series. He's got the, uh, I mean, the god-awful, I'm just going to call it what it is, god-awful head scan, <laughs> you know, with the ponytail. <laughs> I don't really see it. The arms on these figures, it's like they're the mold for the torso midsection. has the mm-hmm. arms going forward to show you his lats a little more like in detail. Yep. Like, he's got huge lats. He's got some body definition, but it, you know, like where, hey, he could have abs. You know, there's some tone here, but all in all, it's, it's, it's not. It's appropriate for the time yeah, but of the character. Oh. It, it looks as generic as can be to me. That's just yeah. me. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of this figure. But he's got the black tights, black elbow pads, the gold signature, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, the black boots, and it had some white accents down the side of the boots there as i recall I couldn't find a loose figure on uh, the ebay of this one but mm-hmm. we've seen this triple h this uh, signature is on the left leg that's one of the changes that change ups here but not so i'm detail not no right home about with this no there's an is, is this the one that has the is it the white on the inner legs or the red on the inner legs so i believe you know? it's red on the inner legs okay Gotcha, and I, you know, they released this this fig not as a signature series, and that's what I was trying to pull because I know that one, there was one one or two that they did the white on the inside, and there was one that they did the red on the inside. Um, again, signature, throw it away. Uh, face scan is face scan is off. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd say considerably because that is. That's a hell of a nose that they they put on him, and that's that's uh, kind of one of his. That, that's his signature. It's that giant ass nose. Uh, I am definitely convinced that there is a landfill somewhere with all of his all of his ponytails <laughs> filled yeah. in it. Because for whatever reason, like you come across these at a at a yard sale or at an antique store, they rarely have that ponytail still right. connected to it. 
body type for me is right. It looks goofy. Like it just, it's does. There's something about it that does look strange. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's accurate, uh, in, in my opinion, the, I know that with this fig, those arms being crooked like that on the, tor- the torso made it a lot easier to pull off mm-hmm. that pedigree. So I don't know if that was maybe a playability thought that went into it. I'm not sure, but, but that is something that I, I certainly remember about this fig, um, arm your elbow pads because you know jacks you get elbow pads uh that's that's kind of a disappointing miss there for me but uh i think i have i think i have fond memories of this fig not not as the signature series fig and that's what's kind of pulling me into it uh but there's a lot there's a lot of goofy going on here uh breaker what do you what do you think about this goofy? so a lot of the things you said the uh adding the elbow pads when i don't think he even wore them in this era but he definitely taped his wrists so that's like a, a double miss like gave elbow pads and he didn't even tape his wrists that's kind of weird um I agree with the arms. I, I did like the fact that you could pull off the pedigree pretty well with this figure, which again, like I was saying before, this was like the first line of figures where you could kind of like, you could pull off the super kick with Sean. You could pull off, um, you know, the curtain call with gold dust. Not all of them could, you could do, but some of them like taker. I remember his hand was open. So you could do the choke slam. So you kind of had that. Like you said, the ponytail was definitely always going to fall off. Um, I don't know. There were some elements of this that were good, and then some that were just like eh, kind of a miss. But it is a Jax figure. I I feel like they started to get him a little bit better when they started doing like the uh, the DX versions and stuff like that. But I don't know. There's a few things about this I don't like. I think the uh, the bottom part, like his like his legs, they did all that pretty well. The boots had good detail, like you said, the inside of the thighs. He had the belt buckle. It wasn't just painted on. If I remember right, it was actually a molded on belt buckle. So that was right. cool. Um, and I think also too, and, and again, we're not in an era where we saw that, but this is a character that would have benefited a lot more from the the jacket and the shirt and like the the signature Hunter Hearst Helmsley stuff. So I feel like when you see it like this, it's a little bit like, okay, what is this? Like you don't even know who he's supposed to be without all his full character stuff. So to me, I'm going to say probably a C on the figure because uh, the playability is good, but there are a, f- a few misses for sure. Yeah, I didn't even think about the, you know, the, they added the the elbow pads and missed the wrist tape. And wrist tape were on, like, so many so many of the Jax figures yeah. that they put out. So that that's that's a great that's a great pull by you. Uh, you know, while I was looking at it, I just kept on saying, like, what an average figure this mm-hmm. this is. What you know, you what an, but then the more you look at it and you start adding up, you start adding up the misses, right? And then you look at the the detail that they did, which is which is nice, but it's super simple detail to add. Right, super simple. So, I I'm not I'm not a fan of this. It's one of those things too. Like if you pop this head off and you put it in, you know, your your box of extra parts, and in you know thirty years you go back there, is this going to be a head you pick up and go, wait, right. who is this now? I you know I because I, I think it is. Um, I'm I'm probably I'm leaning more D. I probably go D plus on this one. This is this is kind of a mess to me. But Kevin, you're. Uh... I went and looked up the score, and you're right on the money from when we graded uh, Series 4, the bad boys, that we gave uh, Triple H the D-plus. <laughs> All right, look at that. <laughs> so uh, I, I I will give a 
you know, the tip of the cap to the, uh, some of the details. Again, when we talk about jacks, there's a lot of molded elbow pads that unfortunately a lot of wrestlers did not have, but they did that for the bone crunching action because they had this mold for the arm and that's what they wanted for mm-hmm. the arm. So just crank them out. Um, this is the only torso I believe like this that utilizes this specific torso. I know Davy boys, his arms are a little bit further back to accentuate his. Mm-hmm. So this one yeah. caved in that you can see kind of the, the big lat spread and also, you know, for the playability, the pedigree. But, um, I, right now I, I kind of feel generous, Kevin, like it's below average to me, but, uh, I'm going to yeah. go C minus and that, that would split the difference between you guys. You know, just, I said, yeah. I, I don't feel as negative toward it. Uh, again, I had uh, several triple H figures of this era, this ilk, so to speak. I know the WrestleMania 14 set, I had him as well as the HBK, but it was, it's not a great fig. It's, uh, you know, not one that, again, if you set it to a non collector, that's never seen Jack's before and said, Hey, who is this without that signature on there? You know, I would bet, you know, the house that, you know, most of them would not know. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, w- I would go in that C minus range and that's, you know, shake out between the two of you and we call it a C minus and go on to our next signature series. The one that I'm most excited about in this line, because I know, uh, Mr. Breaker and I have had discussions about this, not this signature series fella, but the, uh, the character that is mankind. Um, yes. cause we both agreed. And I know if you've listened to past episodes, we've spoken very highly of this mankind figure. I was able to find one of the loose ones for sale of the signature line and you know, see some of the detail that they actually captured on this figure is you know, they went the extra mile mm-hmm. on this figure. Big time. Big time. But he's got the uh, the mankind mask, the textured hair, and you could see kind of the, the point where, you know, he had been pulling the hair out. You know, they tried to capture that detail that it's shorter on the top. Uh, he's still got those big pearly white chompers. That's, <laughs> yeah, he that's does. one of the, the knocks on this figure that, man, I wish you'd have got that a little more under control. But um, signature brown cloth uh, top, the the tights, everything like that. He's got black knee pads and the black boots with the uh, wraparound, you know, kind of brown leather straps. Uh, he's got the Mankind logo on the front and the back of this figure. Uh, he does have elbow pads. That's That's kind of disappointing. But the black wrist tape, and he does have the right hand in the shape of the mandible claw. Mm-hmm. we've we've been in love with this he's got the again the signature i have no idea what this signature says is that supposed to be mankind if you're looking at the figure yeah that's 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 troubling that signature yeah i i don't know if he just scribbled something you know which would make sense for mankind but that'd be an yeah, awesome I don't... if you ever got to meet mick foley with this figure what is this Right, <laughs> that'd be a great question for him. I, I, I love this fig. Uh, the details, I think, every which way they knocked it out of the park, with the exception of the elbow pads and those those pearly white chompers. 
just the detail the detail in the mask alone is is phenomenal uh putting those studs in there the i love that they they made it appear just as his 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 attire looked the the shirt looks like his shirt looked i love that they put the that logo on the front and back that was a molded in logo that wasn't just a painted in logo and it, it looked fantastic uh the detail on the boots is is phenomenal the 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 hand where you can perform the mandible claw is such a fantastic touch because that that was a devastating uh, finishing hold there at that time you know, you know what I mean like so t- to be able to put that out and make sure that it's you know you can perform that that uh, that that finish there is fantastic uh, I I love this fig man like I say take away the elbow pads get 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 rid of the pearly white chompers and the signature and I think we're looking at an A plus that's that's just me. Right, that's what I see. Breaker, what do you see? There's also another detail that I wanted to point out because I remember when I got the Series 3 fig, this blew my mind. If you look at his uh, left shoulder, he actually has some scars on his arm. Yes. And, yep. Yeah, and they were they were raised scars. Yeah, too. and I always thought right? it, was, it was molded yeah, in. Yeah, I always thought that was really, really cool that they added that in. Um, to me, so the Jax BCA figures, you know, initially were kind of a mess for the first couple of waves. This was the one where I was like, okay, now you figured it out because they really, like you said, like the the shirt, the head, the mandible claw, the, all the details are starting to come together. The scarring, all that stuff was like, wow, this is incredible. Uh, this figure is amazing. And yeah, obviously the signature is kind of a, a weird one and the elbow pads does throw it off a bit. I think Jax probably at that time was just kind of like, hey, we're going to put elbow pads on everybody, you know, and just didn't. And that was just kind of their their deal, um, but but again, it's weird because like they obviously it's a new arm because they took the time to mold the the mandible claw finger, so it's like you didn't need to do the elbow pad, but it was just something that they did. But overall, I can't say enough good things about this figure. There are some things about it that you know, like you said, the the teeth, the elbow pads that don't really make it perfect, but I think it's about as close to perfect as they hit in this era. So I, I will also give it an A plus. Oh, he went A plus, man! Breaking out that A plus, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an A man. I'm an, I'm an absolute A. I, I think that, you know, like I say, you get rid of that signature, you fix those pearly whites, you get rid of those elbow pads, and and I, I, I'm riding A plus with yeah. you, my man. But, but as it sits, I'm, I'm more in that A gotcha, territory. Gotcha. Well, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm still where we graded it at series three with an A minus. That's kind of. I'm still there. Like the uh, uh, the detail is insane, mm-hmm. no doubt. The, just the chompers and the, the elbow pads. I would love that. And I know Kevin, you talked about to make it an A plus. If you would have took and turned that hand, or when you raised it up, it was yes, yeah, the mandible claw versus mm-hmm. the side, it would knock it out of the park. But that would overall that gives mankind here in the signature series an A, which is perfectly fine overall where i think that's where he needs to be so we will give him an eight and that and we will go to our last figure (laughs) (laughs) so many variants this guy we talked about when he first came on the scene in the bad boys line that they underproduced Mm -hmm. him and then they did course correction and really uh flooded and saturated the market where he's one of the most attainable jacks figs of all time 
and it's uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But this one takes a little bit different turn than the Series 4 we were referring to because you got Austin in the Austin 316 shirt and jeans. Kevin, right off the bat, I noticed it's a closer font to Austin 316 this time than I was, it was last I was, time. I was going to ask you how you're feeling about the font this time through. It, Breaker, it made me so angry the first time we graded an Austin pig that had this Austin 3, but it was just the most generic font. Just put it on there. Yeah, yeah. But he is, again, the bald head. Now, they're improving on the, uh, the look. Like they're getting more of a scowl on this face, from what I can tell, than the early one just looks kind of surprised and, you know, wide-eyed. Yeah. Uh, he's got the black Austin 316 shirt. He's got the blue jeans on. Uh, the signature is on the right thigh, the st- Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's got the black boots there under the jeans. Um, it's a very, as far as details go, I mean, they added that molded belt buckle, but it's a very basic fig. For the most part. Do, do you guys know, yeah. did this have the smoking skull on the back of the shirt or no? I don't believe I, it I, did. I, I was thinking it was, it was blank, but I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's it's blank because I think the skull on the back, I believe that was the SCU shirt. Mm, okay. I believe that's the I, I I'm not positive, but I, I think so. I have it. I have it in a bin over there. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the SCU shirt. I, I could be wrong though. Uh, there is one thing outside of the the signature that is bugging the hell out of me about this fig, and it's not it's not the font. It's it's the belt, man. You're giving me you're giving me the 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 blue jeans and the belt, and you put the belt buckle, but you don't take the time to actually color the belt black, right? So you have the belt is the same mm-hmm. color as the jeans as well as the belt loops like that to me that's such a simple fix and and it's it's really driving me nuts as far as as far as overall looking at it now that i now that i see that the belt is the same exact color as the jeans i i, I can't unsee it it's just it's it's burning into my brain right now uh the lettering is is like you said Al, it's a little bit closer it's not all the way there for me yet um I do like it looks like they made some improvements on the face and and I'm okay with this this face. This is I mean Steve's not going to be a hard face to get or should at least shouldn't be a hard face to get and and I think they did a, a pretty good job here. Uh this one also has the uh the black the black boots on it as from my memory. Um pretty I mean pretty pretty fine fig. I wish they would have given close fists because if he's you know if he's wearing that gear, you know you're he's throwing punches. He's just he's throwing punches. So there's the the open fist is not it's not all there for not all there for me. But the big miss is definitely that that belt or lack thereof belt. I don't know how to how to go about that one. And the the king of the iron rung where we saw the god awful Austin three sixteen that was just a ah, just pick a font it's fine you know yeah did not look like the shirt it has the belt painted yeah mm. yeah. I, 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 so close so close breaker break it down my man yeah so again this to me was a huge figure to get back in the day because everybody wanted that version of austin right we needed we needed him in trunks but we also needed him in the street clothes because that's usually how raw was opening every week so seeing this i had a friend who had i I think it was this figure 
And I always thought that was so cool. There are definitely some misses. Um, I think close fist would have made more sense, but I will say I, if I, and I, it's hard to tell based on this picture, this picture, but I feel like his right arm is bent more, which fits the stunner a little bit better. So I yeah. thought, cause I, yeah. the, uh, the series four, he had almost like two straight arms. So you could kind of do the stunner, but this one fitted a little bit better. Um, you know, the shirt I think is, is pretty decent considering they're basing it off of an actual shirt and it's Jack's the painted belt. I didn't actually notice until it was brought up. That is definitely a miss. Uh, but overall, I think this is a, a fun figure to add to the collection because most of the time when you saw Steve Austin on television, this is kind of what he was wearing or a, a version of this. So I, I, I think it's cool. I, uh, I think my grade's going to be probably a B plus here because there are some misses on it, but I think with Austin, like you said, obviously they pumped out a ton of figures and there were, there were a lot that came out later that were a lot worse than this. So I feel like this is a, a pretty decent one. You got a uh, grade you're thinking of here, Al. So I looked up the King of the Iron Rung, uh, King of the Iron Rung again, Kevin. Don't be Google. <laughs> yeah, I'm, other I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> other sites. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, um, we gave it a flat C. I think yeah. the face has improved. That lettering is definitely improved. Um, mm-hmm. the belt is a miss. I don't think it's as big of a miss as the uh, the Austin 316 and that King of the Iron Rung. That was just as generic as generic could be. Right. Um, they just uh, is yeah Arial font. That's fine. Just throw it on there. Go. <laughs> you know, who cares if it's right? They're gonna buy it. It's a toy. You know. And then right. <laughs> people like us, twenty six years later, you know, gripe and complain about it. So, I'm more of a, it's above average to me. Again, they've, they've tweaked the face. They've improved it some. Uh, that belt is a miss. So I'd probably fall in that B, B minus range right now. Uh, let me let me ask you this, Al. Does that, that other, that last fig that we looked at with the Austin 316 on the, on the, the shirt, did it have the damn fish hook tee? Because that that fish hook tee is not something that I ever remember on an no, Austin three sixteen. No, it was all caps. Uh, Austin generic. Gotcha. Like I've got it. But even on even on the traditional Austin three sixteen shirt that we all you know we all it's burned into all of our brains. It never had the fish hook tee, did it? I thought so. Did it really? Okay. I mean, I, I maybe it's just burned into my brain or my memory a little bit differently then, because I don't, I don't remember it having that. Hmm. I'm looking up the actual shirt now. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a little like it'd be more is of a bold okay. font, but yeah, it's got the T with the hook. For some reason, I I thought the okay. I thought the Austin font was all caps, but looking it up, it was not. So, gotcha. in the okay. original. That King of the Iron Rungs, like it was all caps and again just generic. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. This one is gotcha. far closer to the actual shirt itself. Okay, I am. Uh, I think I'm a little bit lower on. I do love. I love the improvements of the face, but again, that that belt is such a simple, simple thing to to miss and and really smacking me in right right between the eyes with it too. So, uh, I'm I'm seeing a C. Probably a C plus here is kind of where where I am. 
So if we do the quick math, this one would Al putting together all the numbers, the fig math. The old fig math, I like it. So we'd be looking at about a B minus for okay. I think it's I think that's, that's fair. Gotcha. And where are we at uh where are we at on the on the, the signature series one here, Al? It it can't be that it's not gonna be the worst that we've ever graded for sure, but but it can't be that high up there. I know it's not not the throne the throne in any of our of our top lines. Yeah, the it's going to be hard to beat Series Eight of Hasbro just because Lex yeah. Luger with his B plus was bringing us down. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was a strong line. We felt really good about it. So you're looking at an eighty four point five. So overall, this is about a B. It's a super respectable, super respectable grade mm-hmm. line. That's, that's fantastic. That that is. The mission. Now, 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 Breaker. This is the portion of the show that we uh, we generally get ourselves in a little bit of trouble. This is the this is a little hot water thank segment you. for us. We're to the thank yous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Molly, Mrs. Turn it off. Yeah, as I say, Mrs. Day, Mrs. Rogue. Everybody, you guys have a nice night. <laughs> Be good to one another. All that kind of stuff. Uh, trophies man we're always hunting we're always out there we're always putting new things on the wall al what uh what do you got for trophies this time through my man so I, i've developed a habit uh our friends uh jay and jay brought us the mission kevin we just botched oh that is <laughs> hold on yeah i apologize to our sponsors over at jay and jay that is my mistake uh, a million, uh, a million apologies over to them. That our friends over at J and J Figures bring you the mission each and every week. It's our mission to find the number one fig line they've produced, and it's their their mission to go out and find those hard to find figs and get them back into the hands of the collectors. Uh, love J and J. Get on their whatnot. You can follow them on Twitter at JJ Figures. You can go to their website, which is jjfigures.com you can head to their instagram which is so it's j and j figures you spell out the word and so j a n d j and, and you i was gonna say and you hop on there whatnot anyways check them out they always got good stuff i mean they're finding stuff out there that is fantastic i mean old fine stuff that you're not seeing every day you're seeing on their website and you're seeing in their streams and their streams are a great time we encourage everybody to go check out our friends over at j and j and speaking of j and j trophies again i know i got a stack of uh, j and j trophies here al what uh what what do you got my man well i I think I've had a mission like breaker I don't know if you have a like a friend in the collecting world like I don't think you and Travis are this level of friendship where it's almost a rivalry like I can't let Kevin get a bray white figure from j and j so I did score this elite twenty eight bray white figure uh that was on. I, I jumped on the Friday stream just for that figure. Jumped in, left, you know, left with my prize, and I hope it crushed Kevin's spirit just a little bit. Just I was not. already back to work, man. I was I was at the office, and I was in. I forget what I grabbed from that stream, but yeah, I I you must have grabbed that after I had I had left. It was the last figure they ran, so it yeah, was there. It is, yeah. but uh, 
so on J and J, uh, we get we did a giveaway, and um, I was showing a buddy, you know, last week, and I accidentally swapped and bid on a figure, and I got this hurt <laughs> angle. Oh yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> did not mean to bid on it; it just kind of happened, and I was like, "Well, okay." And it's like, I I want it, but I got a. Uh, a few figs from J&J. I'm going to hit the highlights real quick. I did score a basic set, a tag team set, uh, uh, priceless. So I got Cody Rhodes oh, yeah. and uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. there. I got a Happy Corbin. I uh, won the, in the B's uh, bargain bin, which is tonight uh, as we're recording on whatnot. But uh, I scored a Dusty Rhodes Hasbro as the mystery pick of the nice. week. Beautiful Jack's shopping cart. Uh, that was fun. Got a few other figs that night, but the uh, got ringside uh, the exclusive, the retro line, the NWO mm. set in the mail. I got so those in too. Yeah, they they look very. Uh, I like it. Uh, six is a jumper, but <laughs> you know that that suits him. At least it's not hugging, right. But. Right, but. My brother brought over a tote during OG's birthday party, and it was kind of a overwhelming just wave of that nostalgia going through. My old LJNs are there. Like my big John Stud. Oh, nice. My, my big John Stud is right, in yeah. the bag downstairs because I've got to clean these things. Um, that rubber, if it's sitting in a tote in a garage, does not age so well. Has a nice real mechanical smell to it, so it's uh, <laughs> something you gotta clean up. But this uh, from the Smash and Slam, I believe, line. Oh wow! Yeah, it's in there, and it's immaculate. Doesn't awesome. have the bat, but it is perfect condition. Like a lot of old figs, I know. Uh, Breaker, you guys covered a lot, but I got Bob the Goon from the original Batman. Oh, with like the kick. That I found in there. Oh yeah. yeah. Kick. Uh, there was a Terminator Two action figure in there where it's half of his face. Is Love that one. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of LJNs, few Jacks, um, just so much stuff. But it, I mean, it kind of took us back. Me and my brother were sitting out in the driveway as you know everybody else is kind of still going in the party in here and going through <laughs> all of these things and you know kind of have a flashback, some fond memories, like my old turtles. My original four. Oh man, that's so cool. Uh, you know, that's that's one of those things that uh, that's my biggest trophy this week. I know last week it was a heavy trophy, or last I should say episode was a heavy trophy time. But this, you know, this one was hit all the sentimental feels, and me and my brother talking about the LJNs. I got to give some figs to my nephew uh, that he was super excited about. So just a good time. Yeah, man, I love that. That that's that's fantastic, man. Uh I was uh I'm a little bit heavier this week, I guess, than the normal. I got the I got the Legends in uh from Target, the the latest Legends series there. Uh I got the the Head Shrinkers, the Hulkster, the Heyman. I was a little disappointed. Like this is going to sound ridiculous, but uh one of the Head Shrinkers was a chase mm. and the other one was standard and you, get you know me the chase yeah, uh, Samu. I got the Samu chase. Can't help you there. I got two Samu. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. 
So I like you know me. I don't like to open chases. So I went. Uh, those came in on this past Friday, and my my wife and I before we went out to dinner, we stopped at the Target and found a standard issue Samu, so I could crack that Samu open. Uh, got the Brett got the Bret Hart uh, elite or not elite the uh, Ultimate Edition. Uh, so that's that's the one I'm going to crack. I got one for one to preserve, one to crack. Uh, I got a package in from J and J. I got Zeus from J and J. I got uh, I got a Joey Styles, which I think is going to look real nice. I got that Tommy Dreamer from J and J not too long ago. So I got a little ECW portion of my collection here, and and I you know I don't even remember them releasing the Joey Styles fig. So when that came up, I, I pretty much I had to get it. Uh, it. It'll look it'll look nice in that that ECW area of the of the collection. I'm trying to think if there was anything else off the top of my head and off the top of my oh yeah one of the packages I got from J and J I got a I got a United States Championship belt didn't I I had I don't know if I like I went yeah that's nothing I gotta at least bid on it because I didn't think you know I figured somebody else would be would be playing ball on that championship belt nobody was so I don't know and if I got dropped like 11 on eleven bucks wasn't it. Yeah, I got it for next. I got it next to nothing. So I, at the same time, I don't know if somebody dropped it on me, or, or <laughs> if I just got a great deal. I got. I'm not sure on that one. You know, you're never really quite certain with the with, Molly's with those, listening. Those, those it's live a super options. deal. Like it's an insane deal. Well, I mean, it's still on card, so that's that's got to say something, right? It's. I was. I, I was surprised to get it. To be honest with you, I did not see that coming at all. Just because the way the way the bid was going, I was like, "Come on, now, somebody's got to bid on this. Somebody's got to bid on it." And it reached like that eleven dollar, whatever it was, ten dollar mark, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll bid again. Eleven bucks for that belt, yes." And then all of a sudden, it was like, "You won," and I was like, "Oh, I got no place to put that, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll find a home somewhere. Find a home somewhere." But that was, I believe, that is. That's going to be my my trophy. Did I have the Alex Wright come through last time we we spoke, Al? Yes. Okay, I was going to say I'm just trying to. Re- Sometimes I have to map my timeline uh, as as to the J and J streams. So like, okay, I got that one on Friday. I got that one on the Sunday stream. Tuesday, I usually don't get don't get anything from J and J. So I kind of map out the timeline of when I got it as, as in accordance to J and J. J and J calendar is kind of what I have going on there. Yeah, but it's that, a problem uh, breaker. <laughs> It's a real problem. I hear you, man. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful problem to have, though, man. The, the J and J streams are so much fun. Uh, Breaker, man, you, are you. I don't know about your hunting tendencies, man. Are you out there? Are you an everyday hunter? Are you a twice a week hunter? Are you an online hunter? Definitely online for sure. So again, like I was telling you guys before, with my my work schedule, I do like four days, and so I do four twelve hour shifts. So by the time I get done with that, I'm pretty well toast. Then I have my days off. That's when I start hitting the targets, the Walmarts, I hit the vintage stores. I, I will share a story uh, with, with something I found the other day because I uh, got a message from my friend. He said, Hey, this local store is doing a pretty good sale. You may want to go check them out. I'm like, Oh, cool. So I walk in and, um, um and he was like, Hey, welcome in. Uh, he's like, we had a sale going. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, what's on sale? And he goes, Oh, well, Marvel legends are, you know, 10, 15% off this and that. He goes, but all wrestling figures are uh, 50% off. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. He didn't have a ton of wrestling, but I was just looking at what he had. He goes, Oh, also that stuff in the glass case, that's 50% off too. And I was like, really? So I ended up getting this bad boy. They had the, the entire set, all three figures marked $600. So I ended up getting it for, uh, for 300 
which I was pretty happy about because nice. I did pass on that when they initially offered it. And then I grabbed the the ultimate Mr. T for like twelve bucks to go with it because he was marked twenty five, so twelve fifty. So I was pretty happy about that, and I kind of s- kicked off me uh, collecting the ultimate edition figures, which is fun but uh, also dangerous. That's oh, watch out with that, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the only reason why I have ultimate editions in my collection is because that that's that son of a bitch right there. So he <laughs> keeps on talking to me about all, and all of a sudden you start looking oh, they're at great, them, man. And you're in the you're in the aisle and you you keep looking at them and all of a sudden you can't leave without it. Like it's 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 rough, man. It's rough. Oh yeah. Well and then immediately I tell you how many shows. Yeah, he was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Ultimate Edition. No, I'm not going to get on it. Well, I, I immediately yeah, start, I I start messaging my friends about what they have. And one friend's like, well, I have an extra No Holds Barred set of Rip and Zeus. Do you want that? And I'm like, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> and it's like, can I pay you next week? He's like, yeah, 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 it's cool. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, so it's it's a slippery slope for sure. Everything in figure collecting is, though. Yeah, certainly can be, man. So that just kicked off your Ultimate Edition uh, collection. Yeah, so I'm not trying to get every single guy. Like, I don't need every Hulk, you know. Like, I think right. one version is fine. So I got the 85 Hulk. I'm happy with that. I got Hollywood Hogan. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of picking and choosing. I'm still looking for Razor. Um, but I, I'm fairly confident I'll find him. And then, you know, now... And a big thing is Mattel essentially announced that like uh, WrestleMania, like all the new ultimate lines that are coming. And I'm like, ugh, you know, like you start realizing like they're going to start really pumping this line. So um, I'm big into those. I'm big into the superstars line. If we ever see series four, I think those are a lot of fun. So um, and I, I do buy the retros. I, I kind of it's weird. I almost buy the retros begrudgingly because I feel like it's I'm kind of getting over that style in a way where it's like, they're great still, but I'm like, I'm only buying these. Cause I know I'll regret it later. If I skip right now, you know what I mean? Like it's a FOMO <laughs> thing. Yeah. I don't have any retros. I can't, I just can't, I can't get into the, the, the retro line. Just, I mean, whatsoever, but I did, uh, I did the, the, Defining moments. Oh, those are my cool. Favorite yeah. lines that they did. So when they when they announced that they were re releasing those, I ordered those immediately. Like I was like, yeah, if they're coming out with more defining moments, I'm getting them now. So um, those are those are on those are on pre order from me. But that's uh, got got yourself a little uh, new generation arena with with ultimate editions, man. At, at a hell of a price. oh yeah, it that's essentially essentially retail. Pretty much, right? yeah. So I was happy with that, and I think they that store was just wanting to to move it, so. And I, you know, immediately as soon as somebody throws me a price, I start looking on eBay, see what it's trending for, and I was it was looking at around four hundred everywhere that I was seeing it for the complete set with with Macho Man. So I was like, I think I'm good with uh, I think I'm good with three hundred. Yeah, your boy yeah, uh, was, Travis might have sold me an extra Macho Man. That oh, did he? Yeah, my house. Yeah, yeah, he he was. <laughs> he's like, when this thing's worth five thousand dollars in a few years, you know, you're gonna split it with me. And I was like. We could fly and go see Jason together and go eat wherever you want to, probably. <laughs> in Las Vegas. He actually just hit me up the other day. He's like, hey, do you want that Ultimate Edition diesel? I was like, well, yeah. He goes, well, I'm thinking about, I want to make an Ultimate Edition atom bomb, and I need that big man singlet top. And I'm like, ah, well, that would be an expensive piece to get just for fodder. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it would. Wow. Take it, take it easy, Travis. Take it. Take <laughs> well, it I told easy, him, I was like, they'll probably make a Kevin Nash because they're doing a Monday Night Wars Ultimate Line. So I was like, I just wait for that. 
Yeah, yeah. Just take just take it easy. Patience. Patience. Patience doesn't Patience. work in figures, man. Never. We're not a patient group. <laughs> no, not 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 usually. Well, that is that is uh trophies for the week. Al, you wanna move on to uh some some shots and some shouts and some thank yous? Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a speed round here 'cause Yeah. Uh I gotta get on a whatnot stream here. Yeah. It's it's going. There's a there's a Hogan up right now from the original San Francisco toy maker. But, uh, Get out of town. You can follow this show as well as our channel and our sister show all on Twitter. We each have individual pages. You can find the uh, channel show at GBW pods. You can find this show at tots pod uh, and the year of Duke and rogue podcast at year of pod. Uh, we also have a Facebook uh, account page. You can find us at facebook.com slash gorilla brain, as well as Instagram at GBW pods, uh, trying to put out, uh, more content, some fun stuff. I have a priceless, uh, Kui Wee graphic for this week's year. Of <laughs> we might be singing for a band that was mentioned on the show. So, uh, oh, no. static X Kui Wee coming your way. Uh, that, that's just for fun. That's going to pop Kevin and Duke so hard, but, uh, yeah, it will. Uh, thank our, uh, well, we have a pro wrestling tees store at pro dot com slash gorilla brain. We've got our first two designs. I sent Kevin and Duke, uh, design this morning. That's, uh, uh, well, we'll just say that's enough. <laughs> go from that's there. That's enough. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the friends we have of this show, Ted, my man at the Hill Truth podcast, uh, you can find him on, uh, gmail because he's not on social media anymore but if you want to converse with ted at hill truth podcast at gmail.com uh our good brother uh at billy gun sitcom i am disappointed slightly that he didn't win with the uh, i don't know if i'm getting a figure or a rock last week but that was yeah. that so hard. <laughs> it's hilarious uh, on his get off my lawn the uh our brother manny at toys iso you know, on the front lines of that collectors helping collectors group uh, on Twitter, you can reach out to him if you're looking for figs. I know he is hunting frequently as well as the other CHC members. Um, go to uh, our guest here, of Mr. Breaker, the TB Toycast with uh, Brian and Travis. There, a lot of fun. Uh, I've told our listeners several times it's a very similar vein to us as far as looking at old. Big mm-hmm. lines and having a good time with that. And then the Saturday morning rumble wheel is my new favorite podcast to listen to on Saturday. Oh, morning. thank you. Uh, I, I, Dan with his pants being off, though, <laughs> it's just a, you know, him starting off every episode, you know, pants are optional. I was like, no, they're not, Dan. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate but, it, man. Uh, yeah, TB Toycast is a lot of fun. That was kind of the idea is like, I want to talk about old toy lines and kind of go through them and, you know, like what we remember, the good, the bad, kind of like what you guys are doing in a, in a little bit of a different way. But I'll tell you the, the dangerous thing about looking up old toy lines is like, hmm, wonder how much that's going for. And then you start eBay and then you pretty often you're like, Ooh, that's not that bad. I could, I could buy a couple of those and that gets dangerous very quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. That's uh that's that slippery yes. slope. Every time, uh, I, I assume you're running that account every time you're posting pictures of figs. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that. Well, and and that, and that's what's that's what's funny about it because I, uh, you know, I, I like to go to the vintage toy stores. That's one of my favorite things. And like this one I was going to, they had a ton 
a ton of the vintage marble stuff. And I'm like, man, those are cool. And I see a Deadpool, like an old school toy biz Deadpool. And I'm like, oh man, 10 bucks. And I'm like, why not? I'm just going to buy it. And then, like you said, that's when you just start straight down. <laughs> yeah. it It's a slippery slope that uh, it can get the best of oh, us yeah. all. For sure. I, I will say this, though. Anyone that's negative on toys, I, I always stand by this. Toys, I think, are, are one of the safer investments because nine times out of ten, you can usually get what you paid for it out of it. So... Right. If you're ever in a position where, you know, you become financially strapped, you could sell a lot of your stuff and make a lot of your money back, sometimes more. So I think it's a relatively safe investment most of the time. Oh, yeah. But uh, shout out our man, Jason. Oh, Wolf. yeah. Uh, I know Brian can attest to this. Mr. Breaker there that uh, we love his work. He is posting uh, a lot of the chop shop stuff as well as for the general public. He'll do some figs here mm-hmm. and there. I can't wait to get that Brooklyn brawler. Just going to flat out say it i'm very excited about that one i i was he i'll just throw it out there he's doing the orient express too and that was kind of like when he did the beverly brothers that was like a bucket list tag team because they never had figures ever so that was cool to get them and orient express is really cool so it's like yeah he's really checking off like from that era like everyone we never had so i think it's really cool and that that to me is what's fun is seeing his process from like idea to like here they are you're like oh wow that's so awesome So I guess uh, I'll go ahead and thank. Well, uh, I got one more, Kevin. Don't you oh, be jumping, yeah. Kevin Nichols. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The uh, well, shout out to our brothers at the Run In Podcast, the Run In, uh, the Fig K Facebook group. You can get access by joining their Patreon as low as a dollar a month. Uh, Tommy and DJ on the Run In Podcast, as well as Phil and Nick with the Fig K Podcast. Um, Shout out to those fellas uh, doing great work. And then my main man, the one and only downtown Petey Brown. Oh, God. I, mean, I, I, was trying, I was trying to skip yeah, this Yeah, you part. were trying to stomp on Petey, and you can't do that. Petey, the uh, world's greatest independent wrestler what? that we have going to date. Uh, just a champion at life. You know, just love him. <laughs> okay, so point A. No. Uh, second thing is, Al, I've encouraged you not to lie to the listeners, I think, multiple times. And, and that you just you just opened up and spilled over a whole kettle of lies. Greatest independent champion of life, man. You you've you've put on those PD shades. You've been brainwashed. And, and it's really it's time for you to come back to Earth, man. Come back to me. Come back. Come back, Al. Get leave the party. Leave the rave. You're too old for that, man. It's 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 time to grow up. Put down the put down the glow sticks, right? Stop listening to, to new designs now, Kevin. I mean, it's it's a party all the time. I'm sure you are. You're probably jamming out to 98 degrees. Settle down, Lachey. <laughs> Settle down. I'll think. I don't know. Maybe a guy like the monumental monster, the TV god, and my best friend in the entire world, the massive monster that goes by the name of Stonehenge. You can follow him at Stonehenge PW. About Nick the Natural Nelson, the reigning high class grand champion of the world. And I don't thank myself. Manager of champions, Mr. JJ Ringular. <laughs> gonna get into this just gonna get into this with you al uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be nice now yeah 
<laughs> we have company. Uh, thank thank uh, my good friends over at the Brain Buster Boys uh, podcast. Always doing fun stuff, entertaining stuff. Uh, lo- love what they're doing. Thank uh, our friend T- Ted the Hillbilly Heel. Had an opportunity to guest spot with him not too long ago. He did a fantastic job. Fun, fun podcast to listen to. Uh, thank, uh, thank, uh, my buddy Coldstone Tim Boston. I'll remember everybody, or I'll remind everybody that I have two wins under Filipino rules over Coldstone Tim Boston. He might have three on me under standard American rules, but we weren't counting that. I was wrestling under Filipino rules, and everybody knows two wins by me under Filipino rules. Uh, where, this is where I get lost a lot of the time here. I'm going to thank, uh, professional wrestling's best friend, one Mr. Shady Natris. Natris? Uh, gonna thank my, uh, my buddies over there at the Shining Wizards podcast. Catch them live every Monday night. That is, uh, Tony. That is Matt. That is Kevin. And that is yours truly, Handsome Kevin. Uh, you can also, wh- wh- who am I missing now? I'm feeling our like I'm missing a big one here. Partner What's that? Sponsor, our partner and sponsor. The our partner and sponsor J and J. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I will sing, sing their praises from the rooftops. Getting their whatnot streams, find some fi- like it is so cool to get on their store, sit in their streams, and see figs that you forgot were even there. I got that Joey Styles, didn't even re- didn't even remember them putting the Joey Styles out, and now guess what? It's it's in my collection. I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate what they're doing and how fun it is to be involved with with J and J. Man, nothing nothing but good things to say about our our friends and sponsors. They literally over just sold J and J superstar three pack. Literally just sold it on the stream. Sabu, Terry Funk, and Cactus Jack. You don't find that everywhere. Oh, no. wow. I had, to get, I had to get mine from a guy in Canada. All right, the shipping killed me on that deal. Wouldn't have to do that if I was, I was on J&J at the time. So, that's, yeah, big big time thank you to, to J&J. Golly, I, how about Ted? Or not Ted, Tom. High five Tom, Mickwaukee Tom. He's out there doing the uh the Midwest Wrestling Roundup. Great stuff by by Tom. You know, if I forgot somebody in here, because I'm sure that I did, uh, I'll thank you anyways. I'll thank everybody. To hell with it. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and with with that special thank you to uh to our our our, our friend here, Mr. The the man they call Breaker. Right? They, don't, they don't call him anything. They'll call him Gordon. All right. They'll call him <laughs> Steve or Stu. They call him Breaker. So the big time thank you for uh, for coming on here, Breaker. Everybody go check out that TB Toy Cast. Check out that Saturday morning Rumble Wheel. Have a good time. Pants are optional. Take them off. If you got them on, I don't care if you're mowing the lawn and listening. <laughs> Walk around. Put those buds in, man. Walk out. Let those furry danglers roam the lawn. It'll be all right. You just tell the you, you just tell the cops. You just tell the cops. You're listening to the to the, the rumble wheel. Pants are you don't need them. All right. I, I will. You don't I will need say them. The pants wheel. are optional, but they are encouraged. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, encouraged is one thing. Top yeah. <laughs> certainly probably will encourage it. But with that, everybody, I want to say thank you very much. Been a fun episode from us. Again, special thank you to Breaker. Uh, Be good to one another. Support one another. Take care of one another. Thank you very much, everybody.